0: it's a closer look at the church from First Thessalonians. Hello and welcome, this is Graceful Truth with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Steve Converse. Join us as we're encouraged to be all the church is called to be. When it comes to the dynamic of the church, there's the congregational side and then the leadership side. So what does the leadership look like when it comes to the church and its foundation? Does it look like a business, CEO heading things up? Or did God have something different in mind when it came to His church? And then as far as the congregation, what are we to be like? What are we to be about? And how do we respond to the leadership that's set up in front of us and ahead of us? Well, these are questions we hope to answer today on Graceful Truth. Welcome to the broadcast. This is the ministry of Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. Our time together returns us to the book of First Thessalonians. And here now to get things started once again with today's broadcast of Graceful Truth, our teacher and pastor now. Here's Pastor Steve Converse. And he basically... Uh, gives us
1: three uh, expressions that the sheep should offer to the shepherd. The responsibility to respect the shepherd. Um, That word, some of them says, appreciation. Some translation. It's a translation of a common New Testament word. And it means to know by experience. That's what it means, to know by experience. And it's used over and over in the New Testament. And the idea here is that the believers within the local congregation are to know their shepherds deeply and respect them and value their service. That's the idea. I mean, it's much more than... Oh yeah, the pastor, Pastor Steve, yeah, yeah. No. It's, do you really know who Pastor Steve is? Do you know his heart? Do you know facts about his personal life? It has the idea... Not, not just that, but it has an intimate kind of acquaintance. Personal acquaintance. And you know what? I'll be the first to tell you, all shepherds are different. Some shepherds are, oh yeah, give me a hug. Some shepherds are like, no thanks. <laughs> right? That doesn't negate the fact that it's the responsibility of the sheep to know their shepherd. And I, and I thank the Lord that most of the people in our congregation know me pretty well. they know what makes me happy. They know what makes me angry. They know what really encourages me. They probably know what would discourage me. And see, it's a lot easier to have a negative attitude toward your pastor if you don't know him. If you don't have a personal relationship with him, it's a lot easier to criticize. It's a lot easier to just kind of not have that appreciation, that respect for that individual. And there's, there's more to the meaning here than just respect. You should know him, but it also talks about supporting your shepherd. And I'm not going to be shy here. It talks about financial support over in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. It says, The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. Especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For years, I felt that I almost had to apologize for taking a salary from the church until God showed me no, this is what I've called you to do. This is how I'm going to provide for you. And I I just want you to know that, you know what, I'm blessed to be in a church that first of all wanted a full time pastor. Because you can do ministry part-time, but that's what you get. You get part-time ministry. But I'm also blessed to know that I'm part of a congregation that looks out for my needs. That's willing to do what's needed to support their pastor. And it's not a... a uh, like I said, it's, the ministry is not a means to gain anything because I think if, if the pastor's um, called and he understands that ministry is of utmost importance then probably most of what is given to him ends up somewhere back in ministry anyways somewhere along the line but Paul said make sure that you respect them in this way And it's a step of faith. I've never, that I can recall, been in a church where I like to speak about remuneration, what was paid to the pastor. I didn't uh, really do my homework when we moved up here, to be honest with you. I thought, man, $40,000, that's more than I've ever been paid in my whole life as a youth pastor. Dear, we're going to be living high on the hog, man. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> then we moved up and I started looking for a place to rent. <laughs> I thought, oh my goodness, $2,000 a month rent? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Honey, you're going to have to work. <laughs> but it's neat to see how the church continues to provide. And, you know, a lot of times I was talking to some guys one day and we were talking about, there's no security in the economy today. There's no security in, in their jobs or their businesses or whatever. And, and uh, when I'm said, well, yeah, it's kind of unlike you as a pastor. I said, what do you mean? I mean, there's no security in my job. There's no security in my role here as your pastor. I could be gone next week. God wants me somewhere else. I, well, once again, it's his will, not mine, right? <laughs> as hard as that would be, that would be something that I would have to put on the table. And so, there's not a lot of, uh, matter of fact, a lot of pastors really have a, a major wall up. You know, they don't like to get close to people because they know that God may move them on one day. And it makes it, that makes it even more difficult. Pray that that never happens. But, you know what, it's always something that, that the Lord is working in people's hearts. It's not up to us. And so, we're to appreciate And respect those who are called to serve the Lord in that way. Secondly, we're called to esteem them. You say, wow, what does this mean? Well, it means to think about, to regard the word means. And there's really, you know, I've seen over the years in ministry that I've been in ministry, two extremes that people go with this. On one side, the church has elevated the leaders almost to the point of worshiping them and making them kind of an uh, untouchable saint kind of a thing. Uh, I've seen that. As a matter of fact, Jesus tells the church in Ephesus and in Revelation 2 that he commends them for hating the doctrine, and this was a group of people, of the Nicolaitans. There's a lot of debate over what exactly uh, this group of people did, but some people actually believe that this was where the breakdown really began where the role of of priests began to be just that. That all of a sudden there was this major divide between, quote, the laity and those who are serving the Lord. See, first of all, I want you to understand we're all in this together. We all have different callings. I can't do what you are called to do, and, and you probably can't do what I am called to do. And we have to be okay with that. The other extreme is, is equally dangerous because people don't respect or honor or even listen to their leadership. I've heard horror stories about churches that have meetings, and it's almost where, you know, well, who are, who are you to tell me what to do? How dare you tell me that sleeping with my neighbor is wrong? How dare you, you know, and they have this whole attitude. You look at it, it kind of even entered into the Corinthian church in the New Testament. And it opened up the door for major sin because you had people going all over the place saying, Oh, I'm of this person, I'm of that person. They were respecting people and it just got way out of hand and they had no respect for the leadership. See, a a proper relationship between the leadership, the shepherd, and the flock really requires, you know, what I like to say, a mutual trust, a mutual, meaningful submission, one to the other. The congregation of believers has the duty to esteem, to regard, think about their pastors. And it tells you how. It says very highly right there in the text. And trust me this isn't about the individual this isn't about Steve this is about the work that Steve has been called to do and it tells us there that we should do this not begrudgingly right but it, we should be do it in love and then it says why because of their work because of their work it's not about them it's not about the individual So appreciating the man because they know him, the saints are told to really hold him in even greater regard because of the the divine calling and the design of, of God. That word there for love is agape. It's a common word. And it refers to that selfless, sacrificial service to others. Uh, The the, the work the shepherds do is their ministry of the word. It feeds the souls of the flock. And we need to never put the person over the work. You know, I hope you like me as your pastor. But you know what? I'll be honest with you. If I'm doing what God has called me to do, if you don't like me, that's your problem. I'm going to still do what God's called me to do. That may sound prideful, it's not. Because I'm called here to do what God has called me to do. I'm at at the service of the Lord. And that's the the same as as when we get together as elders. I mean, you know, sometimes we have to make some hard decisions. Sometimes we have to make decisions that maybe not be popular with everybody. And we have to make those decisions based on the same criteria. You know what? We have to do what God wants us to, to do. We have to do what God instructs us to do. It's not about, well, you know, is half the congregation going to get upset at this? That doesn't enter into it. It's what is right, what is correct. And when God has called pastors and set them apart for the important work of leading his church, we're called to esteem them, to think about them, to regard them very highly in love, in a self-sacrificial way the last thing here is equally hard to talk about. The responsibility to submit. It says in verse 13 that we should and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. And then he adds this, be at peace among yourselves. Who's he talking about? He's saying be at peace, the sheep and the shepherd, be at peace. Now there's other places in the Bible Romans 14, 19, 2 Corinthians thirteen eleven Ephesians four we're told as the body of Christ to be live with peace live at peace live in peace with one another James three eighteen but here this admonition by Paul specifically refers to the relationship between this Thessalonican church and its need to submit to its leaders. See, in such submission, if it's done in a God-honoring, God-fearing way, it's going to eliminate any conflict. It's going to eliminate any strife. It's going to eliminate any discord. And what is it going to do? It's going to promote peace. It's going to promote harmony. It's going to promote effective ministry within the church of God. And that's what we're called to do. Over in Hebrews chapter 13, in verse 7, He says, remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, conduct, imitate their faith. He's calling them to be reminded of the, the relationship the shepherd has with the sheep. In Hebrews 13, 17, down there a little further, it gives us basically two exhortations. It says, first of all, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. See, unless the shepherd or the pastor asks the sheep to do something that is unscriptural or sinful, basically the motto is the sheep ought to obey and submit to the shepherd's leadership. Now in our church, it's not just me, it's a board of elders. And as the board of elders, we even submit to one another. Because we don't want to do anything based on a vote. We don't want to say, okay, well, three, four, one against. Okay, three's got it. Let's go. No. We have unanimous consent. If there's one person on our board that disagrees with a a direction or an action that we're going to take, we table it. We don't move. And there's been on occasion, even since I've been here, that we've had to table certain things. Because we feel that God would lead in all of our hearts, not just in half of them. But the idea is that when you submit to your leaders and you obey them, you're doing it because you understand that they have watch over your souls. Spiritually, they're interested in in presenting you perfect in Christ, mature in Christ. I mean, that's a task that will never get done. That's the frustration of ministry. You can never minister to somebody to a point where you say, well, now they're done, I'm going to move on. No, and you're never done yourself. So a lot of times you're speaking out of want from your own soul, which is difficult at times, because maybe you're not where you need to be. So it's very difficult sometimes. But we're called to obey them and submit to them. And the verse concludes there. It says, let them do this with what? With joy. Not with grief. I mean, you know, we, we as leaders in the church, we don't want to come up and, okay, we're going to twist your arm till you say yes. Oh, that sucks all the joy right out of ministry. For the local church to really function as God intended and to receive his blessing, their pastors they're responsible to labor among the people, to exercise authority over them, to provide teaching, instruction for them. And at the same time, the people basically have the obligation to appreciate them, to esteem them, and to submit to them and obey them. And when both parties fulfill their responsibilities respectively, the church becomes unified, the church becomes joyful, the church becomes peaceful. It becomes a healthy flock of God that he intended it to be. Faithful pastors, faithful elders, faithful people ministering together to bring honor to Christ who is the head. He's the chief shepherd, right? We're all under shepherds. And we'll see him advance the kingdom of God in a way that we've never maybe seen before. I hope that you hear my heart in all this. I'm not saying these things, oh, someone must have ticked the pastor off or someone must have been disrespectful. No, I'm just sharing with you your responsibility to the pastor, to the shepherd. Just like I shared the shepherd's responsibility to the sheep last week. You know, and Beak and I are are very blessed to be in a church that we know without a doubt they love us. They're committed to us. They know us in a way other people don't. I mean, it's funny when you know, I stand at the back door there and, and shake your hand at the end of the service. Somebody asked me one time, why do you do that? And it's, you know, it's just my way of somehow maybe staying in touch with people on a weekly basis. You can tell a lot when you shake somebody's hand and look them in the eye. They've gone through it, what's going on? And so it's important to, in that small way, maintain that kind of intimate relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. And it's neat to know that you folks know me pretty well. How many times have some of you on different occasions come up and, you know, I just want to give you, I know you don't like being hugged, but I'm going to give you a hug anyway. You know that I don't like that, see. You do it anyway. (laughs) And you know that I have to be okay with it, which I am. See, that's kind of neat. You know my wife very well. You know even our grandkids and daughter. That means a lot to us. We're not just a hireling that's come in here to do something for a while. We're part of your family, and you've graciously opened up the doors and allowed us to be part of it. And I can honestly say over the years here at Grace Bible Church, There's been some hard times, yes, but for the most part, God has almost supernaturally uh, blessed this church where we don't have a lot of strife. We don't have a lot of infighting. We don't have a lot of cliques. We don't have what a lot of other churches have. And that's not to lift ourselves up and say, oh, that's purely by the grace of God, beloved. And it's, it's nice to know that God has called me to such a place, and I'm privileged to serve. Well, next week is going to be the last week of this closer look at the church, and we're going to look at something that some of you have asked me about. We've talked about the sheep. We've talked about the shepherd. Now we're going to talk about the flock, the body of Christ, and we're going to talk a little bit about church membership and what that means. Some people in our congregation don't even realize we practice church membership. In other words, you go through a process to become a member here at Grace Bible Church, either by transfer of letter from another church if you're a member there, or um, if you're a new believer or you've never been a member of a church, you go through a class uh, on church membership and we explain a little bit about the church and what goes on. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, What's the big deal about church membership? And uh, we'll be... Discussing that next week. Well let's close in a word of prayer. And then we'll have some worship. Before we have our our communion time. Father we thank you for the church. We thank you for your gift to us. And uh, Lord we we ask that you would. um, Continue to do your work in and through us. Lord I I truly do count it a privilege. To minister here among these wonderful people. And Father we see your hand at work. And uh, I can't think of a time where I've been in a way more excited about the ministry here of Grace Bible Church. I see God raising up um, godly men to serve and teach and do different things in different areas. And Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for women who set aside their own agenda and serve you selflessly on a continuous basis, whether it's serving food in the fellowship hall after service or setting up for special events Lord, and and they do it with joy on their faces and in their lives and I I thank you for that I thank you that you've gifted our church with godly men to lead and I know that that number will increase and Father we we pray that you would even now begin to call those men out um, to yourself those men who will Uh, yield the call to serve you uh, through your church here in this local congregation. Father, I pray that you'd prepare our heart for our communion time. Lord, help us to set aside anything the busyness of the week just to focus on you and your goodness and your grace and the gift of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus'
0: precious name. Amen. Speaking of our kids, we're going to be sponsoring a vacation Bible school, June 17th through the 21st, 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. From pre-K, potty trained, all the way through fifth grade. Cost is free. Registration is required, though. And if you would like a VBS t-shirt, include $5. You can register your child today online at www.gracebibleonline.org. That's gracebibleonline.org. Or give us a call at 650-366-3742. Register your child today for Vacation Bible School 2013, June 17th through the 21st at Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. If you'd like to encourage us here at Graceful Truth, well, please give us a call at Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. This is our phone number, 650 366 9923 again that's 6503669923 or you can visit us on the web at gracefultruth.org we've got a lot of resource materials available there more information about who we are and if you need a map to visit us at grace bible church that's there as well again gracefultruth.org And would you please drop us an email? Let us know you paid us a visit when you stop by. Again, gracefultruth.org. Or give us a call at 650-366-9923. Again, that's 650-366-9923. We thank you for joining us today, and trust we'll see you again next week at this same time for another broadcast of Graceful Truth.